when you have the data in real time and it's not just a, a rough idea of what I'm spending, all of a sudden you see a lot of opportunities. Final Loop is responsible for getting the info and then giving you reconciled books. Um, so we are responsible both for the process and for the result. listening to the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com, a show about how to grow your e-commerce business to be profitable, scalable, and one day even sellable. I'm Isaac Porter, and on the show today, we're talking about accounting and how most of us in e-commerce need much more than just bookkeeping to make real financial decisions. And joining us today is Leo Pinchevsky, CEO of Final Loop, which provides hands-off, real-time accounting tailored for e-commerce. Hey, Leo, how you doing? Great to see you again, man. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited to talk with you. Um, you know, you and I met a couple months ago through a referral um, from a mutual friend, and. Uh, I've, I've gotten to know your product and, and really see the output that Final Loop is helping your clients to achieve. I want to I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about why why I'm excited about it relative to e-commerce sellers who want to sell their business and make it easy for a buyer to acquire their business. But I also wanted to just talk with you a little bit more about you know your background and, and some of those aspects. So your bio on Final Loop's website says. As a direct-to-consumer brand founder, you learned that you needed more than just bookkeeping to manage your business, make decisions, get funding, optimize tax deductions, uh, and beat the competition. Can, can you just tell us about Final Loop and, and what that journey's been like for you coming up with the idea and, and what problems you're kind of solving for your clients at this point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The idea behind Final Loop came after I had my own experience um, as an e-commerce seller, I had a DTC, uh, I still have a DTC brand that is basically selling uh, online with a back-end service. So it's, uh, it's a sperm cryopreservation company. So it allows people to send sample through an overnight uh, mailing service with the sample uh, in chain of custody, so people can get uh, tested and store the sample for the long run. So it's kind of a front end of uh, of a DTC store with a back end of, of of a service. And the model is, um, you know, it's it's a bit unique, but not um, crazily uh, unique. So I would expect that you know finance would be pretty much streamlined that I'll find the right providers to help me understand the finances of my business, uh, to find the right providers that would help me uh, file the tax returns, uh, to be compliant, and basically to just take it off my plate. I discovered that not only the bread and butter uh, are not easy to get, meaning just the bookkeeping, just be being able to have reconciled, accurate books uh, that I can use for uh, decision-making, uh, even on the traditional front, like having the books every few months, being able to review them and, and rely on the information that uh, that is in there. And then 
comply, meaning uh, file whatever I need to file with, uh, with the IRS, um, and then make uh, simple decisions, not super complex, not uh, you know, deep analysis, not even you know, preparing for a sale with all the KPIs and the breakdowns that, uh, that you typically need. And I just couldn't find one. I moved from one bookkeeper to another bookkeeper um, to another bookkeeper. And I just uh, realized that most of the bookkeepers just don't get e-commerce uh, right. because it's a very specialized space, I'd say. Um, they didn't get my business model, which again is unique, but not uh, exceptionally unique. You know, I, I, I started to look around and speak with, um, with uh, other sellers and brand owners and I found out that it's kind of a common problem. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a pen that everybody has, which is managing bookkeeping and accounting in a way that actually keeps up with the pace of an e-commerce business. Yes. And then like, when I tried to analyze the problem, I understood that you know, the, the approach traditionally was you know, to take like, generic software that is not necessarily meant uh, to cover e-commerce because it also covers, you know, hospitals and dental offices and uh, nonprofits and many, many uh, different business verticals. And then on top of the generic software, uh, the generic accounting software, you then add patches. You're going to add the bridge that brings uh, stuff from Amazon. You're going to add the bridge that brings stuff from Shopify. And then the last piece would be just a bookkeeper that needs to make an order out of all of this. I realized that uh, these different patches uh, won't work and you need a more holistic solution. You need the more holistic solution just to do the bookkeeping, like just to have books that you can trust and actual books that you can use when you get loans, when you want to uh, sell the business, when we want to get an investment. And also books that can be actually used uh, to make business decisions, to save money, to understand um, you know, your net revenue, to understand your profits. So you don't have the bread and butter, let alone you don't have a way to really understand your business and understand what the business does and understand the cash flow. And just at that point, I said, you know, there's this huge opportunity in a market that is likely ready for it because, you know, most of the e-commerce sellers are tech savvy. Uh, they're young. Uh, they're open to adopt new technologies. Yeah. Um, and then in e-commerce, it's probably uh, the only place that even today, the information is available uh, to access in secure ways. Uh, so then we created Final Loop. And what basically Final Loop does is creating the perfect books, meaning books and accounting that is always correct and then available in real time. So I would say this would be my dream as a seller to just have the information, to just uh, not have to worry about anything bookkeeping or compliance. And then an extra dream would be to have this information in real time so I can really understand your, my business and not just high level understand it or understand the direction of it or um, pretty much understand, but really understand it and really be able to understand my cash flow uh, today and yesterday and uh, in the past 30 seconds. So this would be, uh, this would be the high level idea behind Fine Loop. 
Yeah, that's awesome. All right, I want to unpack a couple of those um, yeah. ideas there. So y- you had a brand, you recognized that you couldn't get good quality accounting services and you know, in an easy, automated way for sure. And you came up with this idea to solve that problem through some software. But you, before you started your D2C brand, you were an accountant, if I remember correctly, right? So you, you have an accounting background yourself. Is that, is that right? And kind of how did you, you know, what was kind of the early part of your career? So before, before Final Loop and uh, mostly before starting the DTC brand, I practiced uh, accounting and specifically international tax for many years. In my last role, I was a partner with PwC and I was focusing mainly on, um, I'd say, the more complex stuff, very complex M&A deals, you know, international tax aspects of um, of combination transactions. So uh, my clients were um, very, very, very large enterprises, um, specifically on the tech and pharmaceutical industries. Uh, so I had the accounting background in general. Like yeah. I understand, I, I understood accounting very well. Um, I didn't quite understand accounting for small businesses other than the experience with my business. But then, you know, combining my accounting knowledge, um, my um, expertise in U.S. tax compliance, and then uh, my experience as a brand owner, I think all the, you know, all, all the pieces come together. Totally. And, that, yeah. and, 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 you know, it was the, you know, it was the, the perfect storm. Um, in yeah, my, in my that's, that's why I thought that ex- that experience was so cool because you can kind of see, you know, when we first talked, I could see how you took, you know, your all your career experiences and put them together into this into this uh, this new business, which tr- you know really does solve a lot of problems. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid to say publicly that we have uh, referred a number of our clients over to to Final Loop because one of the things that that your software does, you know. In, in my opinion, better than any other product out there that we've seen. We, I'll, I'll give you an example. So we'll talk to a new seller and, and they don't have a bookkeeper, right? Maybe they've got QuickBooks. Maybe they're not using any accounting software. And, and so one of the first things that we need in order to work on valuation, listing price recommendation, and in particular to take a company to market is we need a good quality profit and loss statement and often a balance sheet. Um, and so what we were seeing is that it was taking our clients maybe one to three months to get to get someone to put together a PL and a balance sheet if they if they hadn't already had that, you know, that person engaged in doing it on a regular basis. If they didn't have a bookkeeper who was doing it on a regular basis. And often if they weren't working with a, you know, a, a CPA or or someone who had specific experience in e-commerce, then you know, the the receivables were kind of not understood well the the tax for different different states wasn't kind of reflected correctly so the there was varying uh, degrees of quality in the statements as well with what we've seen with final loop is that we've referred some clients over to to just check it out and I know you guys do like a two week free trial and like within a day they've got a you know at least a year to date pnl that's real time and exactly reconciles to all the source data, which is usually Amazon, Shopify, you know, their bank accounts, credit cards, things like that. 
you know, it's decreased the amount of time it takes for people to get, get this information prepared and it's, and it's really good quality. And then as we've been kind of going through some transactions with our clients who are using final loop, it's really nice for a buyer that it, that they already have this software in place that the buyer can just continue to use. They don't necessarily have to, uh, you know, find a, find the bookkeeper and, and it's much more cost effective, I think. So pretty good plug for final loop, but, uh, um, you know, I think we've, we've been really enjoying using it and I wanted to dig in a little bit more with you today on, on kind of how it works. So I mentioned some of those integrations, like it's in, you do integrate with Amazon and Shopify, but like, what are the other type of data that, that final loops pulling in to incorporate into, you know, into financial statements? And then how does the software know where to place that stuff? Th- thank you so much, um, uh, for the compliments. I appreciate that. What we are um, really good at is reconciling in real time a lot of data sources. So if I, yeah. if I try to pinpoint what's special about Final Loop is just the ability to access a lot of data and find the links in real time. So if you think about what, uh, what a bookkeeper would do, right, they're going to somehow plug in all the data sources, they would put it on a ledger, and then they're going to start match, transfer, reconcile the information. What we basically do, we both make sure we get the information in, and then when we get the information in, we reconcile it before it gets to the ledger. So if you think about how a traditional software would would work right the traditional software would have integrations all the data would come to the accounting software and then a person would reconcile the data right um, since we are a vertical product and we work only with e-commerce we don't work with any business outside outside of the e-commerce space uh, we are able to create a proactive ledger which means that we send our hands and get the information the exact information uh, from the different sources and then before it hits the ledger, our ledger, it gets reconciled. So whenever it gets to the ledger, all the links are already made between the order and the payment gateway and the uh, payout in the bank transaction. And then everything is done real time. So in terms of the sources, uh, we need to connect to all the sources that contain uh, financial information in the, e- in the life cycle of, uh, of an e-commerce brand. Uh, which would be the different stores, whether it's uh, a branded store or a marketplace. It would be the payment processors. It would be the bank and credit cards. It would be the loan providers, whether it's uh, it would be a traditional loan uh, taken from a bank or the more, I would say, um, e-commerce loans uh, from the different startups that uh, offer lending. Um, then it would be the payroll system, you know, whether it's um, um, you have the option of issuing bills and invoices within Final Loop, but we also integrate with, uh, you know, Stripe and, uh, and Bill.com and PayPal if you use them for invoices and bill- invoicing and billing. So our job is to make sure that if you get in our door, we're going to cover all the different sources that you have for financial information and you get... Um, perfect set of books. So it's not that you dump 
everything in and then you are responsible or somebody on your behalf is responsible for reconciling the information. Uh, Final Loop is responsible for getting the info and then giving you reconciled books. Um, so we are responsible both for the process and for the result. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Practical question. So yeah. somebody signs up for your service today. Is there historical information that's available from these source systems? Like, can I get, if I, if I signed a brand up today, can I get, uh, you know, PL going back to January 1st or how far back can it go? Or do I have to start today and then just go forward? I would split it into two. If you use Amazon, we are limited uh, to two years back, so we can go back two years. But we do have a service that would add another year, especially for brands that are preparing for a sale. Uh, typically, the buyer would want three reconciled uh, years of financial information. So we do have a process that would support the extra year, but it would be more um, it, it would be more of a service than um, a real ability to uh, to do it within 24 hours. Uh, but if you look of, on, on what we can provide within 24 hours, uh, we can provide for Amazon sellers or people who use Amazon alongside uh, Shopify or WooCommerce, for example, we can provide two full years of reconciled information. Uh, and then if you don't use Amazon, we can go back three or four years, uh, depending on some other apps. Okay. Um, so full disclosure, I, I knew the answer to that question, but the, uh, uh, what, what I think is so amazing is that we've waited six months, many, many times to get, to get two years of historical financial statements prepared when, when a seller didn't have their, their, their bookkeeping well-organized previously, right? And so with this product, you can, you can sign up and get two years of financial statements reconciled to the source in a day. Yes. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, that's, that's incredible. And I, I, you know, I have looked at the, the, the output and I want to talk a little bit more about this with you. Um, and the statements are really, really good quality. I mean, super easy to read. Formatting is great. The, the, the breakdowns of the details is, you know, very, um, meaningful for e-commerce sellers specifically, you know, we can break out the stuff we need to see. What, what are the other outputs? Like what somebody who's using your software, you know, I, I mentioned profit and loss statement, but what, what else do they, what else is Final, Final Loop producing? I think the last time we touched base, uh, we had uh, the PNL uh, broken down to, you know, to 600 different accounts, fully tailored to e-commerce, reconciled to the penny. Uh, then we had the balance sheet uh, for which we import the opening balances and then build the balance sheet and once we build it, it becomes real-time as well. We, about three weeks ago, we added also cash flow statement, which means oh, nice. that you... Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. So, yeah. So we added a cash flow statement okay, I didn't um, know with all the reconciliation. So, you know, you see the different streams, but you also see the reconciliation against the banks and the credit cards and, you know, the balances that you have in the apps. Everything in real time, uh, you see nice graphs of, you know, the, the, the development of the cash flow in the past, um, you know, past year, past two years, um, you can see it on a weekly basis. The great thing here is that you actually can monitor your cash flow in real time, which means 
you know, 30 sec- seconds ago, a day, a week, a month, uh, what have you. Like, it's, I, I've never seen anywhere an ability to track cash flow every second for the business. I think, you know, this year is extremely important uh, in terms of understanding your cash flow, understanding what's the difference between cash flow and 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 profit and yes. loss that could be different. You can be, you know, it can be profitable on on a PNL basis, but you can be uh, cash flow negative and vice versa. So this is another important aspect that we uh, that we introduced. Yeah, that's and that's then, so critically important. E- e-commerce businesses are are inherently cash flow businesses, and as they scale, you know, one thing I see quite a bit are, are businesses that are growing quickly are cash flow negative. Because they're they're buying inventory to support the growth, and they've got to cover that f- front cost of the inventory. You know, anybody who's got a D to C brand and tried to scale it has felt that pain. Um, and there is debt out there, but part of understanding, you know, how much financing you need is really under just to understand what your cash flow situation is going to be, and to, and to be able to use that information to then plan for your inventory purchases. Usually, so that's that's a great a great add on. Yeah, yeah, and and then you can monitor the cycles, right? Because whenever you have a big inventory purchase, you would see a big drop in the cash flow, and then you can see the cycles in which you have your, uh, um, you know, the the significant negative cash flow, and both monitor it res- retrospectively, but also plan uh, for the future better financing with an ability to see the results, and you know the cash conversion cycle. And better prepare for the next time. So this would be another report, and then another another feature that we uh, that we introduced and we hope to uh, to deepen in the next um, in the next few months is uh, the inventory piece. So so far, the main barrier for us in reconciling books very very fast and go back, you know, and deliver everything very quickly. Uh, was the inventory because traditionally in final loop you would need to input the cogs as a single number. We got a lot of feedback uh, from our brands uh, that this is something you know this is a big, uh, big and significant pain. So gradually we add um, more and more inventory pieces to ensure that the cogs part of the business and the contribution margin calculation are done in real time as well as not as an input. Um, at the beginning, you know, we had this notion that people would either have their spreadsheets or processes or even like a well-maintained IMS uh, system that would, that we can plug in and get uh, the cogs in real time. Uh, But we saw that many brands are struggling with that. So about a week ago, we introduced real-time cogs for Shopify. Uh, I hope that in the next week and a half, we're going to add Amazon as well. And then we're going to try to go full circle from purchases uh, into the sales cycle uh, per SKU. So brands would have a very simple way or simplified way uh, to track inventory full cycle and then also understand the profit and loss per SKU and not just the profit and loss in general for the business or per line of business or per channel, but really to the SKU. Yeah. Uh, this would be, this would be, I, I think this would be a, a game changer. 
I think so too. Yeah, because it's it's really hard for as when we when we look at businesses that have you know sometimes hero hero products, it's really hard to understand the the profitability of kind of the top selling products versus maybe some of the the lesser selling products. You know, at the the ASIN or SKU level, because that that data doesn't get tracked or broken out on you know if you're using kind of QuickBooks data or um, anything like that, you're not, you're not going to have that level of detail. Yeah. So you, you're going to have the level of detail, um, for what you put in, right? So yeah. since it's not realistic, uh, to track the inventory every little second, it's usually not maintained. And when yeah. it's not maintained, you usually don't understand your profitability per skew. Um, not at the bottom line, but also not um, on the gross level or the contribution margin level, which makes it really, really, really hard uh, to spot on cross-financing between uh, profit-making SKUs and loss-making SKUs. Yeah. Um, you can run your business for a year with having SKUs that, you know, just loss-making. Uh, you didn't know that they're loss-making. You thought that you're... You know, you are either breaking even or making a small profit. And then at some point, you just discover that it doesn't work. Um, and then we saw people that improve results just by carving out uh, some skills that were never profitable. And they just learned about, uh, about that um, a few years in, which is very surprising. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's, uh, I mean, that, that kind of data can be so important for making decisions about how to grow your business and having it at your fingertips and then being able to rely on it is, is critically important. So speaking about the data, the, when, you, when you log into Final Loop, there's a dashboard. Um, what are kind of the, the key performance indicators that Final Loop think are, thinks are important for e-commerce brand owners? What can I see on that dashboard? So the, the, there are a few things, I think. First of all, like the, you know, the base of the base would be just to understand whether you are profitable or not, uh, which you would be surprised or very surprised that a lot of a lot of brands just don't have this data. Um, so I wouldn't get fancy, just focus on the bread and butter, right? Are you profitable? Are you profitable not in general, not in notion, not in dreams, like in reality and in <laughs> in you know in the last month, whether yeah. you're profitable. Um, then what's your burn rate? Are you going to die this year or you're doing well? Um, so really understand how your cash flow looks like. Um, so cash flow, profit and loss as, you know, general concepts. And then, you know, the breakdowns of the profit and loss and the cash flow, right? So in the profit and loss, you'd have the net profit, but um, what would mostly drive the profit in the in an e-commerce brand would be the contribution margin, uh, which is how much money you make on a SKU, right? So it would include all the variable costs that require uh, to sell a SKU, whether it's uh, the cost of the product, uh, the shipping in, uh, the shipping out, some brands also include the marketing budget within uh, the contribution margin. 
So this would be a very important figure, and there are multiple ways uh, to measure it, uh, depending how granular you want to get. So this would be another factor, important factor that we are tracking. Then in terms of the cash flow, um, I think the, the, the one of the most important things is to bifurcate one-time cash flow events, for example, buying an inventory um, or getting a loan, right? Getting a loan would have a positive cash flow effect because money is getting in. Uh, inventory would have negative impact. In perfect world, you want to be able to segregate one-time events from the operating cash flow. So operating cash flow is another thing that we are tracking versus one-time events. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, many different other breakdowns like, you know, net revenue, which, you know, in terms of the revenue, this is what potential sellers, investors, lenders uh, would look at and not the gross sales, right? So if you have very high gross sales, but then you have very high discounts, the net revenue um, would reflect the difference and might yeah. not be um, as high as the gross sales. So net revenue, it's, uh, it's a metric that every lender, investor, potential buyer would look at and not the gross sales. So this is another thing that we're tracking. So we basically bring in all the different, I'd say, sales pieces that you have and uh, we track the net revenues in real time. We would also track the more uh, traditional stuff like AOV and LTV and stuff like that. Uh, this would not be unique to Final Loop because you can find it uh, in many other apps. Um, but this would be, um, I'd say, a side benefit of using us. Um, the main KPIs would be on the financial side. Yep. Okay, that that's great. Those are those are all um I think really important. I think one of the most interesting things to me there is kind of the the uh marketing adjusted contribution margin because that um marketing expense is highly variable across these different brands. You know, I see brands that have, you know, 4% of sales being spent on, on marketing where they've got, you know, predominantly all, uh, organic traffic that's driving them and things like that. And then we've got brands that are spending 40% on, uh, 40% of sales on, on paid traffic and, and marketing. So I think, you know, thinking about that contribution margin net of the marketing expense probably makes a lot of sense from my perspective. Okay. So one of the questions I've gotten as I've, as I've introduced a few, of my clients to, to find a loop is, you know, do I still need QuickBooks? Do I still need my, my CPA? Can I get rid of zero? You know, th things like that. So can you just kind of explain that part of the, of the process? So let's just break down the, um, I would say the, the accounting process, right. And, and who is playing a role in the accounting process. In general, you would have the accounting software, which is your ledger. Uh, so this would be QuickBooks or Zero or NetSuite for the for the larger brands. Um, then you have the different integrations, right? This would be uh, the bridges I, I call them, the bridges that would bring information from your store, from your payroll, from uh, payroll system, from different places into the accounting system. Then you have the bookkeeper. Uh, the bookkeeper would be the um, human being that would arrange, match, 
reconcile the information within the accounting system, which I call the ledger. Yeah. On top of that, you have two other players. You're going to have the tax accountant, which would be all the tax preparer, uh, which, we, which would be the person that would help you with the compliance. And you'd have uh, the CFO uh, or the fractional CFO, uh, who is the person that would use the information in, in the books in order to help you be better in what you do, uh, better financially. So within this cycle, Final Loop would replace the, the most tedious, repeatable work of managing the books and hive up all the financial data that the other stakeholders need. Namely, we would, offer, we would offer a ledger, we would offer the different integrations, and we're going to replace all the reconciliation process that the bookkeeper would do. Um, some of the brands would still use a bookkeeper uh, just to issue bills and issue invoices and um, you know, help them with certain tasks. But I would say if you think about the work of a bookkeeper, we're going to offload probably 90, 95% of the work of, a, of, of the bookkeeper. Everything that is not, I would say, a business process, like you know, issuing invoices. Then in terms of the software, you have two options. Uh, you can use us as a ledger, as the only ledger, uh, or you can sync the information. You can use us and sync the information uh, into QuickBooks, for example. Some people prefer to uh, to sync the information uh, into QuickBooks because you know it works well with the tax filing software, and some of the professionals in the market would 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 be used to work with QuickBooks. So we offer that as well, yeah. uh, but it's not a must. Okay, but you have an integration with QuickBooks. Yes, we do. Yeah, very very cool. So what about for taxes? Um, as we talked about tax prep, you still need your tax accountant to prepare tax returns or can, can final loop kind of, you know, help with that process too? We offer both options. Many of our brands uh, would have tax accountants and we work well with, with tax, tax accountants. I think um, uh, just this year uh, we're going to file um, our, our brands that are going to file around 600 tax returns. So we work with, I would say hundreds of tax accountants that basically use the books in order to file the tax returns. Um, we do have a service uh, that help also with the, with the tax filing uh, because some of the brands would want to keep both the bookkeeping and the tax piece under the same roof. And then we're going to use uh, partners within our network to help with the tax filing. So we have, uh, we have uh, a vetted network of tax accountants and CFOs and fractional CFOs that are fluent uh, with the final loop system. And then if somebody wants to keep everything in-house or under one roof, we're going to take care uh, to both sides uh, using the help of our partners. Okay, great. So um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, I think. Um, what are, what are some deductions or potential deductions that, that you see tax accountants miss in the e-commerce space specifically? Is there any, anything like low hanging fruit there? Some tips? Probably 60, 70% of the cases 
are just things that if you ask any tax accountant, they will for sure know it's a deduction. Uh, they, you know, basic stuff. You don't have to get uh, too fancy about that. Um, and and you just miss it because you're so engaged with getting the books right and get it in reconciled and everything kind of boils to the tax season. And then at the tax season, they're going to have 100 tax returns and 100 books to, to close. Um, so I always say when, you know, when you need to invest so much in the books, uh, just to get them reconciled and just, um, you know, this ping pong about here are your books. Yes, but, you know, I see 10 arrows. Okay, so let me take another look, reconcile, send it back to you. When you're so buried with all the tedious work, you sometimes miss obvious deductions, which are, it, it's just, um, I, I would say it's, it's a pure loss. Yeah. Uh, then on top of that, you have opportunities that, again, they're not fancy opportunities. They're just opportunities that, um, since you're so stressed in taxes and you just don't have the time to take advantage of them. So, um, you know, we saw just, just in the past, you know, three weeks, um, we saw three examples. Uh, one example is just um, um, a brand that made losses for a few years. Uh, they got got profitable, and you know when filing the tax returns, uh, the carry forward losses were not taken. So, oh man, yeah. yeah. So you know, very <laughs> so they basic. Had, they had to, they had to uh, kind of invest in the business and go through an unprofitable time, and then and then when they finally made money, they didn't get to discount that year's profit by the losses they had from the prior year. Right. So so yeah. th- this is just an example for for the past three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, another example is the e-commerce loan providers, uh, specifically um, the providers of merchant cash advances. So, you know, it's 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 loans that you're gonna pay off with payouts from uh, from the different stores, right? right. From Amazon, from Shopify, etc. Um, people don't understand how to book them, and many times they just uh, don't take a deduction for the interest. So the way the way these different loans work, uh, you basically get a loan today, and then uh, the lender would take a bite from every future payout. Within this instrument, you have a deductible interest, and we see consistently that this interest is not picked up. It's not picked up. Uh, there are different accounting treatments. Different players in the market would take different approaches, but in each approach. The interest must be the or, or should be deducted somewhere. Whether it's that's that's a great point because a lot of these finance companies they've got you know the agreements are kind of they're not as simple as a, as a normal kind of commercial banking loan agreement where you've got you know a statement that breaks out your total interest expense at the end of the year. They're they're consolidating those costs as part of like a cost of services and it's part of the payback. But I don't think they're giving you a, just a clean cut statement that says okay you had a hundred thousand dollars of interest expense in twenty twenty two. Yes. But there certainly was interest expense. Those are not, they're not cheap loans, especially if you actually keep it for the better part of a year. Yes. So, so, so actually in terms of deduction, you would have different components that can give rise to tax deduction, right? You're going to have, as you said, the, the service fee, I would say the implied 
interest that you have in the instrument. And you're going to have at least, you know, different fees, like, um, you know, uh, one-time fees. So all of that is essentially deductible, but many people that don't know how to handle these loans just leave that behind. Mm -hmm. So we saw a lot of examples that we took over um, books from the past year, and we saw that consistently uh, this tax benefit is not utilized. So this would be another another angle. Um, then you have, you know, things like home office, for example, people that work from home uh, that can deduct different parts of the expenses um, in maintaining the home office. Now, it's a really nice expense, a uh, really nice deduction because, you know, it's a deduction for the business, but there is no pickup uh, for the person individually. Yeah. Uh, so there... Uh, the key is one to be aware because it can get to a uh, significant amount of money. Second, to have the time to calculate and pick that up, right? If you are getting to the last minute and you have a deadline, you usually would say, "Okay, let's just file the tax return, and you know we'll, we'll take it down the road." And you never take it. Yeah. And then uh, there are th- certain things like in in S corps and C corps, um, in partnerships, uh, you need to prepare. Uh, in advance and um, um, and and make uh, some kind of document that would um, that would allow you to do that, allow you to that de- to take the deduction at the level of the company. Um, so th- this is another opportunity, and then you have many different opportunities uh, at the state level. So depending uh, in which state you are operating, um, you're going to have different opportunities in the state level. Uh, that people uh, are not necessarily um, aware of. Well, I'm I'm excited about it. Really, have been enjoying kind of working with the clients that I have who are already using Final Loop, and certainly want to to let a lot more people out there know about about your company and and what you can do for them. Um, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with with you or Final Loop? I think what what's nice about uh, interacting with the product is that you can start interacting with it and see if it's a good fit for you uh, without paying anything, without signing any agreement, uh, without even uh, entering credit card. So you can access 40 days of free trial. You can connect everything. You can uh, get your PNL without committing to anything with our company. You just plug things in, uh, get the result. You can compare it to what you have today. So you don't even have to say goodbye to your current process. You can just plug everything in, see the result, take whatever the deliverables are in Final Loop and compare them to what you have today. Mm. Then if you find out that we gave you more benefit that you're getting uh, from your processes today, uh, you can then sign up. Um, in terms of the cost, the costs would probably in every single tier. We worked on uh, we, the, the the pricing is uh, is tier based. Uh, the more you sell, the higher the packages in terms of the subscription fee. But for every package, you would pay around or at least fifty percent of what you pay today for your similar processes. 
Yeah, and I've I've seen it. I've actually seen it being a much bigger discount with a lot of right. my clients who are who are paying for kind of monthly bookkeeping service compared to your software subscription pricing. So I think it could be, um, you know, really good cost savings there. You're saying fifty percent is kind of industry average across the board. What you'll save if you switch to Final Loop? Yeah, I would say it, uh, I would say it's it it at least fifty percent, and this putting aside um, all the saving, the natural saving that you can get both on the expense level, right? Because um, when you have the data in real time and it's not just a, a rough idea of what I'm spending, all of a sudden you see a lot of opportunities, whether it's, um, you know, your shipping costs. Um, you say, oh my God, like I, I pay so much uh, to FedEx or UPS, let's renegotiate. Whether it's SaaS services that you don't even use. So you're going to have a lot of cost-saving opportunities just by accessing your PNL in real time. And then you also have savings on the tax side by just accessing um, deduction that you would otherwise just give up on. So I would say at least 50% on the immediate cost of the subscription fee. And then on top of that, you know, much saving around cutting costs and taking opportunities. That was Leo Pinchevsky, who you can find at finaloop.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-O-O-P.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate us, write a review, press the follow button, and share it with your network. Of course, if you're looking for help selling your e-commerce business, be sure to visit WebsiteClosers.com. This episode was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Isaac Porter. Follow me on LinkedIn, and we'll see you next time on the Deal Closers podcast. Thank you.